This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am your host, Natalie Bromley, but joining me as ever is the headliner of the preview show, the main man himself. Give it up, listeners, for... Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, how are you? Hello, Natalie. I'm very well. It doesn't seem like uh, two minutes since we were last doing a preview show. Absolutely. Time flies when you're having spectacular amounts of fun, young Dave. That's the way I look at it. Um, we are recording this preview show quite early this week because of um, some pending dental surgery for yours truly tomorrow so I'm unlikely to be able to speak for a couple of days which I'm pretty sure will be met by significant cheers across the country if not only in my own household um so we are recording straight after the uh Man United game last night Dave um how did you feel about that um I thought we went with a game plan I thought it worked reasonably well first half we were uh kept it reasonably tight um they were better second half and probably uh, deserved it on the balance of play but a couple of other decisions going different ways and it could have been very different although they may well say the same thing they may say that uh, uh, Maguire's header should have counted and shouldn't have been a foul and um, they would have viewed that uh, very differently but it could have been different Shaw could easily have have seen red for his challenge Um, and there could possibly have been a, a, a handball penalty for Burnley as well but we don't get those do we? No, we don't. Um, I think we were. I think we got away with one with that Maguire um, handball. Though I'd have been absolutely furious if that had been one of our goals that got disallowed. Furious, I tell you. But uh, but yeah, tune into the analysis show, listeners. We do go into those points in a little bit more depth, and we do analyse the whole Luke Shaw, Robbie Brady passage of play that ended up being probably the right decision, albeit a bit of a debacle towards the end. Um, now, before we move on to the precise reason why we are here, which is of course. Uh, previewing the Burnley, the Clarets next game, uh, we have a small matter of a quiz question that we need to um, reveal to our listeners. We have an answer now. Where are we? I've lost my little prompter from last week. Where have we gone? Too many screens open, Dave. Too many screens. So, at the end of the Manchester United preview show, we asked you who was the last Burnley player to score in a competitive match 
against Manchester United at Turf Moor prior to the Robbie Brick special in 2009. Dave, you stumped me here. I have no idea who this was. Who was yeah. out? Who, what's the answer? Well, it was a tricky one. There was a clue earlier in that preview show in our stat of the week when we said that Robbie Blake's goal in 2009 was the only one scored by Burnley against Manchester United in 12 competitive meetings at Turf Moor since 1970. Obviously, since uh, uh, the the, the game that's just uh, happened, that's now 13 competitive meetings since 1970. So uh, our listeners have to be looking back quite a long way to the 1960s to find the answer to this one. And the correct answer was... Jeff Nulty. He scored in a 1-1 draw in November 1969 and George Best scored United's goal in that game. Excellent. Now, did we get any correct answers? Uh, We did. There hasn't actually been too much time in between recording uh, that show uh, and and posting it and also doing this one. So uh, congratulations to uh, two listeners, David Entwistle and also Sam Coleman. They were both in touch with the correct answer. They both knew it was Jeff Nulty. Excellent. Uh, no, John Robertson. Quiz no, he's strangely silent on this one. No, he is. He's got too much of a lead. He's, he's, he's retired for the season. He's given up. It's like Liverpool last season. He's the champion. Um, well, as always, we are going to have another quiz question at the end of the show. So please do tune in and we will see what little nugget um, young Dave has got for us for this week. I'm hoping that it's a little bit easier than the one he set last week. Opposition stats. So we move on and we actually have a look at the reason why we are here. We are, of course, previewing West Ham United away from home, Saturday the 16th of January at 3pm. Davis, Saturday 3pm game. Love it. Um, So why don't you kick us off this week with our preview by giving us recent history, which includes last season's meeting and the last top flight win. Uh, yes, well, as well as six previous meetings in Premier League games at West Ham United since 2009, uh, we've also played at the Hammers once in the FA Cup, that was in the uh, 2010-2011 season, and once in the Championship in the 2011-12 season. Um, curiously, there hasn't been a single draw in any of these eight meetings, with Burnley winning three and losing the other five. Uh, as well as a victory in the Championship in December 2011, there was a memorable 3-0 win in March 2018, which we'll cover in more detail very soon, uh, as well as a 1-0 win in the corresponding fixture from last season. Uh, last season's match uh, is not that long ago. That took place in July, last July, at an empty London stadium due to the uh, project restart, and it resulted in a narrow 1-0 win. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, netted the only goal of the game. That was late in the first half. Uh, Charlie Taylor crossed uh, with an effort that went in off the underside of the crossbar. Uh, That goal also meant that Jay Rodriguez became the first ever Burnley player to score a goal in a competitive match for Burnley in every month of the year. Excellent. Highlights and lowlights. So moving on section then, looking at our highlight and lowlight, why don't you kick us off with what highlight you've picked for this fixture? Uh, Well, for our highlight this week, we've selected Burnley's victory at the London Stadium from March 2018, the match we mentioned just before. Uh, Despite a goalless first half, Burnley came to life in the second period. Ashley Barnes put Burnley ahead in the 66th minute, and after setting up the first goal, Chris Wood, who'd come off the bench after an hour's play, added two more. Uh, If you may remember in that game as well, there was uh, mayhem, uh, several pitch invaders, uh, which contributed to a toxic atmosphere, uh, although the Burnley players kept their heads and got the job done with an emphatic away win. I think it uh, 
probably affected the uh, the West Ham players, did uh, the uh, shenanigans going on uh, off the pitch. Um, and on the subject of away wins, they are notoriously hard to come by in the Premier League. Uh, but that result, that 3-0 win, stands as just one of three of Burnley's in the Premier League uh, with a winning goal, uh, a three-goal winning margin. Uh, along with a 4-1 win we had at Hull City in our first Premier League season, 2009-10, and another 3-0 win at Watford. Excellent. Uh, well, damping the mood a little bit, what about the low light? Uh, yeah, for our low light this week, it's going back to February 2011. Uh, Burnley play, uh, travelled to play West Ham United at the Bulling Ground uh, for an FA Cup fifth round tie. Uh, that took place on a Monday evening. Uh, hopes were high that under new manager Eddie Howe, the Clarets could pull off a shock and beat their Premier League opponents. Uh, but goals from Thomas Hitzelsperger, uh, Carlton Cole with two, as well as Winston Reid and Freddie Sears, uh, with just a solitary one in reply from Jay Rodriguez, meant that our hopes in the FA Cup were dashed for yet another year. Uh, on the subject of the FA Cup, in nine away ties played since that one, Burnley have only won once, which was the 2-1 win at Middlesbrough in January 2016. So hopefully we can reverse that run in our upcoming fourth round tie at Fulham. Excellent. Heroes and villains. Um. Well, the next section, which is obviously the one that causes... All sorts of controversy. It seems that this week may be no, uh, may not be an exception to that. Heroes and villains section. So why don't you kick us off with who you've picked for our hero of this fixture? Uh, well, our hero for this fixture is Chris Wood. Um, he's oh, scored three. He's been coming under some stick, Dave. I like it. Well done. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to address that. Uh, Chris Wood has scored three of his Burnley goals in matches played against West Ham United at the London Stadium and is our hero for this week. Uh, we've already mentioned that he scored twice in that memorable 3-0 win in March 2018, but he also scored another goal in the match there the following season. Only Tommy Jones, who scored all four of Burnley's goals in a 4-4 draw at West Ham United in 1932, has scored more goals for Burnley in away matches against the Hammers. After reaching double figures for goals in each of Burnley's last three Premier League seasons, we're all hoping that Woody can rediscover his goal-scoring form in the capital this weekend and add to the three Premier League goals he's scored so far during the current campaign. Excellent. Well done, Dave. Good, good old hero. Now, listeners... Take a deep breath. This one's going to sting a bit. Dave, who have you picked as the villain? Well, we've just mentioned Burnley's top scorer in this fixture, and in in a neat piece of continuity, or at least I thought so, uh, West Ham United's top scorer for games against Burnley for West Ham in London is this week's villain. However, following our decision last time to choose Marcus Rashford as the villain when we played Manchester United, this one may prove to be another controversial choice. You reckon? I'll let you decide. <laughs> Possibly. Spoiler alert. Um, that's, because, <laughs> that's because the player we selected for this week's villain is National Treasure, Knight of the Realm, and England's hat-trick hero from the 1966 World Cup, Sir Jeff Hurst. Oh. <laughs> he scored eight goals in West Ham United's home matches against Burnley, which is three more than any other Hammers player in this particular fixture for the matches we played down there. And so, for his uncanny knack of scoring goals against us in this fixture, that, in a nutshell, is why Sir Jeff Hurst is our villain for this week. God almighty, I'm going to have to keep I'm going to get hate mail again, oh aren't God. I? Well, I don't know how you managed to get the, the Rashford one through. That one's going to be, that's going to, well, let's move swiftly on, Dave. It's the one to watch. 
let's have a look at uh, which suddenly is not my most uh, hated feature this week. The want to watch, please. Uh, well, yeah, now we're getting towards the end of our want to watch feature, uh, which will continue until we've played all of this season's Premier League opponents once. Uh, Jared Bowen has that honour for this week. Uh, the 24-year-old started out with Hereford United and following an extended stay with Hull City from 2014 to 2020, made his way to East London during last January's transfer window. West Ham United paid a reported fee of £80 million, with the potential of this rising to £25 million based on performance and appearances. Around that time, there had been some suggestions that there was some interest from Burnley, among other clubs, but the level of the fee and the likely wages meant we were never likely to win that particular chase. Um, he's already gone some way to warranting that price tag, and as well as scoring once and contributing four assists last season, he's United's second highest scorer with four in the current campaign, as well as providing two further assists. So as one of the Hammers key performers so far this season, that's why Jared Bowen is our one to watch for this Saturday. Excellent. And then finally, rounding off this section of the previous show, who is going to be our beloved referee? Uh, we've got Manchester-based official Chris Kavanagh. He's in charge of this Saturday's game at London Stadium. That uh, name might sound familiar. Uh, as you'll recall, he was in charge of our home game against Sheffield United just over two weeks ago. Um, so we'll skim over his stats this time rather than repeating them all again. Uh, that win over Sheffield United was our fourth victory in a match with Chris Kavanagh as referee. Uh, three of those were in the Premier League and the other was in the Championship. So we've now won four of his ten past matches uh, he's been in charge of when Burnley had played with four draws and just two defeats. And finally for this section, Simon Hooper will be the video assistant referee for this game. Excellent. Got a quick pause on this one, Dave. Um, you were very firm with me last week when I was crying in my cup of tea about Kevin Friend being our referee for the United game. And you were saying, oh, but it starts looking good. It came good for us again last night. It did good. Um, it, uh, Yeah, I don't think we have too many complaints about him. I mean, we'd won the two previous games when he'd been in charge and we were going for the, the hat-trick and uh, didn't quite get it. But yeah, I don't think we have too many complaints about the uh, the refereeing from uh, from the United game. Agreed. Uh, well, Stats of the week. Well, let's give our listeners the treat that they deserve, the little diamonds that they are, because I know that you want to dip into that great big bank of stats and give us your miscellaneous stat of the week. Uh, yes, the stat of the week relates to the two managers who will be in the respective dugouts on Saturday. Uh, as Burnley manager, Sean Dyche has faced his opposite number, David Moyes, on six previous occasions and is yet to lose a game against the 57-year-old Scott. Uh, these matches include four against Sunderland and two against West Ham United. There were two Burnley wins and two goalless draws against Sunderland between 2016 and 2017, including a couple of cup games in there, and two Burnley away wins against West Ham United, with David Moyes in charge in 2018 and 2020. Excellent. Uh, well, before we go on to have a quick look at um, what, I, what the, the panel's thoughts are about this game at the weekend, um, we usually slot away here for a quick opposition view. Um, listeners, I've got no idea whether we've got an opposition view this week because we're recording early and uh, we usually get it all sorted out on a Wednesday and a Thursday, etc, etc. We think we've got somebody lined up. So I'm going to leave this one as a little bit of a surprise. We might have, in a minute, slotted into here an opposition view, or it might just be me and Dave. Three, two, one. So, Dave, what do you think about this weekend's game? Um, it's very winnable, I think. 
Um, it's a good chance. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, we we've, we've done well there in, in previous seasons. Had a couple of a uh, couple of good wins. It's been a reasonable ground for us as the uh, the London Stadium. Um, so yeah, we'll be we'll be hopeful of getting a, a result. I think we're we're playing reasonably well. We're not scoring enough goals. Uh, we need our strikers to, uh, to 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 start firing on all cylinders. But our defence has been uh, pretty solid, certainly since Ben Mee came back in. And uh, I think we'll be hoping to do what we did, uh, keep it tight and um, and try and get a goal at the other end, or or preferably two. Yeah. Um, who would you play? Are you in the camp? Give Wood a rest, or are you in the camp? Let him play through it. Or would you play up front? Um, I'd, I'd play Woody. I'd, I'd, I'd keep yeah. him in there. Oh, I don't know. You know, I, we were talking about I, Richard and, and um, Robbie were debating this quite uh, animatedly on the, the main analysis show, and I kind of didn't. I got away with having to come down with a, with a conclusion. Um, I think last night I was all for playing him, but after last night as well, I just think I don't know how much longer I can keep advocating for him to keep his place. The, the poor guy needs a rest, but do, do you know what, Dave? I think only Woody will know, one. It's like one of these, I shall have to ask him and say, you know, they've obviously talked about him being out of form and, you know, Woody's the only one who'll have to say, look, I need a break, in which case he'll do it. Or if he says, no, if you drop me, it's going to have a massive impact and, I, you know, I need to play through this and Dyche will probably listen to him, won't he? Um, what about uh, predictions? What do you think we'll do? Um, I'm going to sit on the fence and say 1-1, one, 1-1 one, one, one draw. You always sit on the fence, Dave. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 2-1 win to the Clarets. I've got a really good feeling about the weekend. I think we're going to get three points. Uh, so let Maybe me... he'll come off the bench. Maybe he'll come Ooh. off the bench because he, when when we went back, we mentioned the game in uh, 2018. He came off the bench and scored twice, so that might be uh, might be an option. Okay. That's, I like that idea. Barnes and Vitra? Mm-hmm. We'll, see. we'll see we'll see well listeners let us know what you think the score is going to be at the weekend you can either tweet us at known and ever or you can email us at podcast at nonandever.net and we would love to know what you think the score is going to be fantasy premier league update Okay, Dave, leading us into the second half of the preview show we are of course looking at the fantasy premier league um what's what's going on game week 17 16 18 i've lost all track of where we are dave Bring some order. Yes, it's been a little bit tricky. As we're recording this preview, we're still in the middle of game week 18. There's still a couple of games playing tonight, and I think there's another one tomorrow uh, on Thursday uh, as well. Um, So we're just going to do a quick update this week for game week 17 and provide a fuller update next time, uh, by which time we'll have completed all the games from uh, game week 18. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't take a snapshot, or I didn't take a snapshot, of the league table prior to the game week uh, 18 matches starting. So it's not possible to do a, a full league update but we'll do that next time we will do uh, however the kings of game week 17 if i can run you through those absolutely fire away uh, obviously, this was one where Burnley weren't involved. This was due to the postponement to the Fulham game. Um, so there's no, uh, well, certainly no Burnley or Fulham players in there. Uh, the team of the week, though, did consist of 11 players in a 3-5-2 formation. And anyone who had all 11, which might have been tricky, as the value of some of the players are particularly high in there, uh, they would have earned 135 points. So we had in goal uh, Guaita. We had a uh, back three. We had uh, Tierney of Arsenal. We had Alderweireld and Cresswell. Uh, a midfield five of Foden, Son, De Bruyne, Suchek and Trossard. 
and two up front, uh, Lacazette and Kane. And the high scorer, the high scorer of all those players, was a defender again. It was Arsenal's Kieran Tierney. Uh, he was a high-scoring player in game week 17 with an impressive 18 points. Excellent. Um, I hate to break this news to you, but as we're recording live, Fulham have just equalised in the 83rd minute against Spurs. <sighs> so sorry. This season's going to be the end of me. Um did we? Sorry, did, did you say how many points the the if we had all eleven they would have had? I've I've, I've got uh, yes, one hundred thirty five. You would have had if you had all, all those eleven players. Yeah, excellent. Um, well, obviously we need to. I don't think there's anything else that we can give by way of a fantasy update this week. Is there? Obviously, we did a bit. We did quite a bit, didn't we, for the United one with positions and things. We did. There's nothing else. We did. We we'll do, we'll do a proper do a proper update next time. We'll have um, the completion of all the game eighteen uh, game week eighteen. So we'll have a, a full league team. And we'll have uh, the Kings of Game Week 18 for our next preview, which will be for the uh, Liverpool game, won't it? It will be. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. Well, uh, yeah, tune in and we will uh, we'll update you next week. Statman Dave's quiz question. Okay, finally, Dave. What are we going to set our listeners this week for your weekly quiz question? Right then, this week's quiz question uh, relates to uh, our opponents. Uh, uh, the match is played at uh, West Ham United. And the question is... Who was the last Burnley player to score for the Clarets at the Bowling Ground, or Upton Park if you prefer, prior to West Ham United's move to the London Stadium? Easy one. Who was the last Burnley player to score for the Clarets at the Bowling Ground, Upton Park, prior to West Ham United moving to the London Stadium? Which was 2015? You're not going to tell me that, are you? Damn it! I'm not going to tell you. No, that's part of the question. <laughs> See, I, I try, listeners. I try to eke a few few tips out of him, but he's, he's resolute. He will not move. No um, clues. No, no clues. clues. No clues. Um, how do our listeners submit their answers? Please correct or otherwise, Dave. Uh, as usual, uh, they can tweet us or send us a direct message, preferably on Twitter. That means that no one gets to see your answer. Uh, that's at no name ever. Uh, email us podcast at net, or you can also reply to the post for this preview show on either the No Near Never Facebook page or on YouTube and we'll reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show. Excellent. That is all we have time for listeners and what a bumper edition that has been thoroughly enjoyable as ever. Um, my thanks as ever go to producer Matt for knitting together this podcast and getting it out there to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements um, but my special thanks as ever go to Statman Dave for his phenomenally just amazing hard work that he puts into the preview show. Um, we will be back um, with the analysis show next week hopefully looking ahead to some very very good fixtures coming up but also some very valuable points which we hopefully have got against West Ham um, and Dave and I will be back sometime next week for the preview show against Liverpool which we're not sure when that's going to be because of course it's a Thursday game so keep your eyes peeled on social media and we will get a preview show out to you at some point next week. Um, my final thanks of course go to you the listener for downloading and listening to this podcast. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.